Good day, everybody. Welcome back to The Porch. I am Sean the Merriman, and I would like to get right into today's topic. Um, you know, last time we went over three different areas of quality living. These are basic areas. These are areas that are not new. Those areas are relationships, health, and finances. Well, today I would like to go a little bit deeper into relationships. Maybe you are a person who is getting started in uh, developing relationships on various levels, or you have bad relationships that you've had to jettison, get rid of, and you're having to literally start over. Um, Or maybe you are in the middle of some relationships that you're not too keen on and would maybe have to or want to get an idea of how to straighten it out a little bit. Or in some form or fashion, you just simply want to get a better idea of how to formulate, form, and de- or develop any of your relationships. Well, hopefully after today, you will have a much better idea of what relationships are all about and how to better form them in your life. Relationships, to me, are, or the development of them is pretty simple in concept, but... Um, harder or basically easier said than done. And here's why, you know, relationships are best mitigated um, by understanding your emotional proximity to everyone. They're best mitigated by understanding your emotional proximity to everyone that you meet, meaning that you need to know where your place is with everyone around you and you need to know everyone's place with you. The best way to think about this is to recognize that not everybody can be your friend. Now, this is a little tough with those who are extroverted and are people persons uh, because they tend to. The best way I can put it here in the South is no, no stranger. They love everybody and they tend to want to act as if everybody should be a friend to them and should be friends with each other. Um, And in a sense, they're right. In a sense, we all should be friendly to each other, but not everybody is meant to be close. Okay. Not everyone is meant to be close to you. The best way to figure this out as far as who is to be close to you is to think about relationships as a series of circles within a circle, circles within a circle. Okay. Uh, So we're going to start out with in your mind, think about one large circle, draw one really large circle in your head. Or maybe you want to do it on paper if you're better off that way, but that's okay. Just draw one large circle. And on that circle, anywhere on that circle, write the word stranger. That's right, stranger. Where everyone starts relationships by meeting strangers. We have to. There's no other way around it. If you are social in any way, you're going to meet strangers. If you have to go out to the grocery store, you're going to meet strangers. If you go to a ballpark or any park for that matter, you're going to meet strangers and you're going to have to talk to them. Okay. You will meet strangers through people you already know, through family, through friends. We all meet strangers in some form of way and we all have to meet strangers in some form of way. Uh, So basically put, in order for you to develop any relationships at all, you're going to have to leave the house. It is as simple as that. So your strangers are those that you meet every single day, but you're not going to meet the same ones every day. Sometimes you will run into them on a regular basis. Sometimes you won't. Uh, But strangers are people who are consistently coming in 
and out of your life. Okay, so those people are on the outermost circle. These are folks you don't get connected to. You are or necessarily get emotionally connected to. You tend to be friendly with them for the most part. Some are friendly back. Some are not. Okay. At work, you meet strangers. They'll be strangers to you at the beginning, especially if you start a new job and you're just meeting folks. These are strangers to you. All right. Now, draw another circle inside the circle that you have written out or labeled a stranger. Okay. Now, label that circle as regular associations. Okay. Regular associations. These people are those that you meet on a regular basis while maintaining little to no emotional connection. You're still friendly, but your trust factor hasn't really developed with them. So you're not trying to get any deeper with them emotionally just yet anyways. Okay. Now, your, your, your regular associations are people that, again, they meet you or they see you on a regular basis, whether you are seeing or... Let's say you go to the same convenience store on your way out to work every day and you see that same clerk every day of the week or your job. You might be meeting the same person, the same receptionist um, next to the same co-worker, uh, you know, whatever. Any person that you meet on a regular basis every day, every week, uh, every month, it doesn't matter. If you see them on a regular basis, I would say at least 10 times a year. Okay, these are people that you would consider regular associations. You might run into that same caddy at the golf course. Um, It doesn't matter. But the point that I'm trying to make with regular associations is that you are friendly with them for the most part, but you haven't yet developed any meaningful bonds. Okay, now you have to from these strangers come regular associations, as you can see. And oftentimes, if you haven't seen it yet, what's going to happen is uh, there's going to be a tendency of regular connection and regular communication in order for these bonds to get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Okay, and in order for you to even begin to develop any depth in any relationship with anyone, you have to have some strangers that turn into regular associations, okay? Now, these regular associations are there because these are people who have shown themselves friendly to you. At the, at the level or at the stranger circle, you may have friendly people, you may not. With the regular association, for the most part, you have people that you are friendly with. That's the reason why they're regular associations, because you do speak to them. You do say hi, you do say hello. You may not carry a complete conversation with them, but there's enough there to show that you are friendly with them and they are friendly with you. And therefore, there is an open communication line there that allows you to or allows the possibility, if you will, uh, of going deeper in communication and therefore connection. These associations, again, include include co-workers, gym regulars, uh, again, that store store clerks that you meet on a regular basis. Um, just people that you meet every day and not necessarily every day, but enough to where there's a possible connection, emotional connection developing between you and that person. Okay. Now, 
within that circle, draw another circle. Okay? Within this circle or with that circle, label it friends slash close friends. Okay? These are those that you meet with on a regular basis with the intent of forming bonds and trust. Okay? You've already shown yourselves friendly to each other. Okay? With friends, you, you may have disagreements. You may not always see eye to eye, but you're always friendly with each other. So now you are trying to develop a connection, an emotional connection. You have already, you notice that there's a line of trust going deeper into these circles. By the time you have gotten to the circle of friends slash close, close friends, you have developed enough trust in them to see them on a more regular basis or a more frequent basis, if you will. Um, you are hanging out with them once a week, say maybe you have a Sunday fun day or, uh, you know, you're meeting out with drinks or they're coming over to, uh, to, to dinner with you, barbecues, those kind of things. Um, these are people that you share drinks with, that you will communicate with on a regular basis. And, you, and in the communication, you began to share more of your personal self, your ambitions, your dreams, your desires, some of your vulnerabilities and weaknesses. Um, and you do begin to show more of the quirks of your personality with these people. Okay. And what happens is that as you begin to show them these things, they're either going to reciprocate or not. Okay. And that reciprocation determines whether or not they're going to be close friends. You are, you will have friends who will not care too much about your personality enough to want to deal with you on a deeper level. They want to, they want the side of you that they can have fun with the side of you that they can chill with the side of you that doesn't require a whole lot of, um, challenge and accountability, if you will. And those people are good friends. They can be good friends, uh, on that level. But then there are those who are your, who are your close friends. And those are the people who are okay, not okay, but, but, would like to see that side of you that isn't the best side of you. And they would like to show the side of them that's not the best side of them. And through that, they've understood that y'all can grow together because there are things in you that are strong enough for him to develop off of, for them to develop off of, and vice versa. So that that circle of friends and close friends, and I kind of like almost made close friends a different circle, but they're really on the same ring. Um, if you would think about it, because in the end are just friends. When you think about it from a frequency, these close friends tend to connect with you about the same frequency as a set of regular friends, if you will, uh, would, even though they don't mind sharing a little bit more, uh, particularly a little bit more vulnerability. Their time frame, in my opinion, as far as how often they hang out with you, um, is about the same. And that's because lives are different. Um, you, you, your friends may be those who are have families, if you will, or they have jobs that keep them away a lot, that kind of thing. Um, but either or, these are people that help you develop on a regular basis. You are able to share with them on some level a deeper level, of course, than strangers or regular associations. Uh, and through that, you begin to find that greater emotional support that you need 
to develop uh, a little bit more deeply, psychologically, and ultimately physically. Um, all right. So after that circle, go ahead and draw another circle in between in inside of that inner circle of friends and close friends. And with that circle, label it best friendship. Best friendship. Now, out of that circle of close friends, uh, and I will also say friends, someone, maybe two, will be that one person you can rely on almost all the time. This is the person that will see you at your worst, see you at your best, see you seesaw between the two of them, uh, and vice versa, and still be there when you need them and when they need you, okay? This is what we call best friendship. And in best friendship, you have the greatest trust and the deepest bond with this person, okay? And this best friendship, of course, is formed out of the friendships that you have developed. Of course, we're going to back up a little bit. The friendships that you have developed have been formed out of the regular associations that you have. And the regular associations that you have have been formed out of the strangers that you have met. So you're starting to see the line here, of course. All right. So the best friendship is key to that true depth of psychological um, awareness, that true depth of psychological development, if you will. And the reason why is because we need to see our weakest points. We need to see our vulnerabilities and learn how to strengthen them. And at all times, we need to have somebody, quote unquote, watching our six. Because we won't, we don't ever see life in its fullest. And we don't always know when things are coming at us, whether it's good or whether it's bad. So it pays to have one or two people who you call be- whom you call best friends that are willing to watch your back with the intent of looking out for you wanting the best for you. These are platonic, if you will. They're they're not romantic in any way, but these people are close enough to you to where it they're going to be there at any given point in time when you need them. Okay? They're not there just for the hard times, they're also there for the good times. And these are the friendships that you can keep for years. Okay? Uh one person told it to me like this. A best friendship to them is like in their mind, and this has happened to this person before, they've been separated four or five years, and when they got finally got back together again, it is as if they picked up where they left off. A best friendship feels like that. Okay? Now, within that circle, draw yet another and final circle, and that is the circle of romance. Okay? The circle of romance is best defined as the totality of physical attraction, uh, emotional connection, and that desire to want to be forever with someone. Okay, that one right there is the key. That last one is the key to romance, true romance. You really want to be forever with someone. You have to go into a relationship of this level with the intent, the desire to want to settle with someone for the rest of your life. Yes, I do believe that people can change over time, that you can meet someone and you don't have that in your head, that there's an intent to um, 
you know, settle uh, and you can change. But to really have a strong romantic bond in your head, there has to be a desire, a, I guess a pre-desire, if you will, to want to be uh, forever settled, if you, you know. And I think we all have it in us in some, on some level and that social constructs change that with us. I've changed that in us and then that right person changes it back the right way. Um, that's just an opinion of mine. Uh, it could be the actual other way around that we don't have it at all. And then, uh, we meet that one person that makes us want to change. I don't know. All I know is, is that there has to be a desire in you to want to settle in order for you to have the truest romantic relationship you can possibly have. Okay. Do not get this confused with lust. Lust is just straight physical attraction. We all have certain lusts, certain things that turn us on, if you will, that get us going. Okay, do not confuse that with romance. Those are two different things. You see, with lust, all you're trying to do is fulfill selfish desire. With romance, you're trying to see and bring out the best not only in yourself, but in the you're trying to bring out, bring out the best in the other person. And in this process, you're actually looking out for the other person more than you are for yourself. To me, that's a good definition of a good way of knowing if you are having, uh, if you have a good romantic relationship. If in your mind, you are truly saying, I want the best for that individual, regardless of how I feel. Now, I will say this. If you do have that thought, I say kudos to you, but you must be sure that that other person has that thought for you as well. Okay, so let's go back over this real quick. On that outer ring, that outer circle, there are strangers. Within that circle, there are regular associations. Within that circle, there are friendships or close friendships. Okay, within that circle, there is a best friendship or maybe even two people that can be considered best friends. Y'all could have a three part inner circle, if you will. Okay, and then within that circle, there is that romantic relationship. Okay, now I want to close this out by looking at the word relationship to best understand how these rings work, if you will, how these circles work, it is good to neutralize the idea of relationship. If you go on social media uh, or if you hear it on the news or if you hear people talk about the word relationship, it's generally connected to something romantic. And it makes that makes it difficult to keep that word neutral when you're talking about other relationships, such as business relationships, um, uh, um, regular relationships, working relationships, um, you know, associative relationships, associated relationships, whatever relationships that aren't on a romantic level becomes difficult to talk about because we subconsciously think about romance when we hear the word relationship. Okay. And that automatically brings us to this level of depth when we think about the other relationships that we shouldn't go to. No, I'm not talking about, you know, being sexual in any way. I'm just saying the the emotional connection. We assume that there is a certain depth that we have to immediately get to when we think about business relationships or 
uh, working relationships, um, relationships like at a local Lions Club or something. Uh, you know, these kind of relationships, we, we, I, I think what's going on is that we are caught up in trying to get too deep too soon. And I believe it's because we see the word relationship in too deep of a level. So I hope as you began to think about these rings or circles, whichever way you want to call them, that you put relation, the word relationship on a neutral path or a neutral thought. Uh, back in the place it's supposed to be. This keeps it easier. This makes it easier for you to think about the level of relationships that you have. Okay, relationship is just, think about it. The word relationship is simply relation and ship. Separate the two. And I want you to think about the word relation. The word relation, um, Take the word relate out of relation and then take the word ship and put it next to the word relate. And you have this relate ship, if you will. And if you have an imaginative mind, think about that a second. You have a boat or something that's called relate. Okay. Or you have a ship that's called relate. It's as simple as that. You're taking the word relate and you're riding it around in an effort to relate to people on a different level. You're trying to relate to strangers. You're trying to relate to associations, regular associations. You're trying to relate to friends. You're trying to relate to best friendships. You're trying to relate to romance uh, or you're that person that you want to be romantic with. Okay, all you're doing is taking the word relate and applying it to different people on different levels. It's as simple as that. Okay, who is going to rel- ride my relate chip and on what level will they ride it? It's as simple as that. Okay. Again, that outer circle leads to the inner circle. Strangers leads to romance. You just have to take the necessary steps in between to find the right ones. Your regular associations, your close friendships or your friendships, and your best friendships. Ultimately, this whole circle develops in a way, if you're doing it right, it develops in a way that helps you fulfill or be fulfilled psychologically, uh, physically, so that you can do what you need to do in life that makes your life better and the lives of those around you better. Thank you very much for listening to this, guys. I hope it really, really, really helped you. And if it did, don't hesitate to write me porchtalking at gmail.com or porchtalk at gmail.com. And I am developing a Twitter account. Uh, I will announce it soon. Uh, And I just want to thank you guys. I do want to thank you guys for all the support that you've given me so far. I'm seeing people listening to the podcast. I'm getting some kind of feedback from people I know. They're liking it. I'm also getting some constructive criticism on what to do and how to do it. Uh, I just want to thank you guys. Again, keep at it. I'm here to support you the best way I know how. Again, I'm Sean the Merriman. You guys have a blessed day, and I will see you next time.